everyone. I'm Lisa Centron. I am the co-host of Beaky Patrol, all volunteer and all heart. And today I am interviewing Susan Finch, the founder of Beaky Patrol. And today we're also going to, we're going to talk about nonprofit scams, how to avoid them, some solutions. And she has years of experience with this. So take some notes because you're going to learn a lot here. All right. Hey, Susie. Hey, I'm so glad you would get up on a Saturday with me and do this. Yes, 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 of course. Of course. But I'm really excited about this topic because I, you know, I volunteer for other nonprofits as well, as well as this one. And that's one of the things that we always talk about is how do we prevent, unfortunately, volunteers do scam. And then there's customers. I remember you talking about the Disneyland thing one time and what a big fiasco that was. So. I've learned a lot, just a little bit that we've talked about because I haven't been on your end for many, many years. So tell us some of the ways that nonprofit founders really need to keep an eye on their organization nationwide. That's a great thing to bring up, especially for you newer nonprofits and smaller ones. Start right from the beginning. The first thing, I can't stress this enough, get a bookkeeper or CPA that you can trust that has a good reputation that knows how to work with nonprofits so they can set you up properly with QuickBooks online. If you are a 501c3, you can register with techsoup.org. I think it's .org or .com, but they have software licenses available for you at a ridiculously reduced rate from Microsoft products to Adobe products, QuickBooks, security products, so many things, and laptops and other equipment that you can get for such a crazy low price to really help you. And you want to have that license for QuickBooks Online so that you can let your CPA in there. If they are not comfortable using that, that's the wrong person for you. I'm sorry, the link was TechSoup? TechSoup, T-E-C-H-S-O-U-P. Okay, TechSoup. And it's only for nonprofits or... Yeah, you have to upload your 501c3, your articles of incorporation, all those things. So you have to be truly a nonprofit. But I can't even tell you how much money it has saved us over the years. And you, you're going to have to probably pay a CPA. You know, we've, we've been fortunate on and off that we've had people volunteer and do it. But if you're going to pay somebody, none of us are paid. But our CPAs have been paid. Because that's what keeps us on the up and up. That's what keeps us with all of our filings done in our states that we need to do them in, the national stuff, it keeps us current and out of hot water. Somebody says, I want to donate some money to help you get started. That's what you want them to donate for first. (laughs) After you get your nonprofit stuff. Yeah, Yeah, your QuickBooks license, which is like, for us, I think it was $8 for the whole year, and then it's free. Wow, wow. For QuickBooks Online, yeah. That's a huge wow, difference. that's a huge discount. Yeah, because normally it's yeah, normally it's like six eighty five yeah, a month or a year. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I know it's a, at least six hundred a year. No, makes a huge yeah, difference yeah. for us. So go do that. So that's my first piece of advice. The next thing is remember when we started, Lisa? We were tr- totally seated the pants. We'd never done this before. I'd never worked for a nonprofit, volunteered really for m- many nonprofits. Right. I knew nothing about the operations, but Lori did. Mm-hmm. And Lori helped us craft our handbook. Right. I remember that. Which is still evolving even today. Mm-hmm. And the handbook is online. 
you need to state, you know, what are your procedures? What about donations? Can you receive donations for your chapter? Do they need to run through the national organization? And I can tell you, I've had a few people when we started, they said, oh, no, you know, this other group, you know, Project Linus or whoever it was, they let us have our own bank accounts. Like, you're nuts. Mm -mm. You are liable as the nonprofit for all of what they do right. without your having any idea what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And you are on the hook and the whole organization's reputation, your nonprofit status, everything. Do not ever let chapters have their own bank accounts. Right. Everything must run through national. Mm -hmm. With the evolution of e-checks for reimbursement, right. we have reimbursement forms online. Right. People submit the receipts. They mail them in too. We can send an e-check in a day. And it makes it so much easier. There's not that delay because some people are on really fixed incomes if they bought a bunch of fabric, but they had $1,000 in their sub-account of the main account. Mm -hmm. See, that's how we set it yeah. up. We set it up with sub-accounts and all donations. 20% goes to national because we're all in this together. Right. And then the rest of it goes for, is earmarked to be reimbursed for that chapter. Right. Right. So that's those are the biggies that will protect you overall. And starting that from the very, very beginning where there isn't any leeway where people are assuming they're going to have their own accounts or be able to just use money at, you know, whenever they want for whatever they want. That that's all. It's very important because that's what we did. We, it was like from the very beginning, we didn't allow any of the chapters to just run off and do what they want to do. A handbook no. was really well, important. The handbook was huge mm -hmm. and Lori knew where the areas were. Mm -hmm where the problems could be and so everything we just kept adding pieces to it well how much is a blanket worth if i donate it well what if i have fabric and somebody donates this we had to put all those pieces in mm -hmm. there so we all had the exact same rules and knowledge and when our chapters apply even today they have to read through the handbook they have to sign off on it commit to a year which doesn't always happen but we ask them yeah. to but that's, I just keep sending them back there. And I had a newer chapter and she said, some of your stuff's outdated. And I was so grateful she read it that thoroughly. And she kept sending me highlights. She said, change this. This needs updating. This needs, I'm like, oh, I'm so grateful you did that. Because she kept asking me questions. I kept saying, read in the handbook. I mean, you've got to read that. That answer's there. And she said, and it's wrong. And so I was really happy though that she did that because it helped me get more things current. And she found documents that we use for templates. We put all the templates in there too. We have some on drive so everybody can edit it themselves because you can always revert back to the original, right, who cares? Right. But they can print stuff when they need it. They can print letters to say thank you to a sponsor, letters for community service and different things. And she found some that were outdated. She says, you need to fix these. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so that was good. But that's the other piece too is don't get bent out of shape if people bring up something you've done incorrectly. Just fix it. Yeah. Just fix it's, it. It's real easy. It's like, don't get offended or feelings hurt or anything like that. No. Everybody makes, no, you no. would be surprised how many mistakes we made and continue to make. I mean, it's like, we all make. Oh, come on. No, no, not that many now. It's not bad now. Man. When Judy Ogle was volunteering as our bookkeeper, she helped us craft with Lori a um, chapter report online. Yeah. I remember those. So everybody can just every fill it out. Yep. 
-hmm. And then it can be, it's every quarter. And so then our CPA then can export that and it goes right into QuickBooks. It all matches. Nice. That saves time and it makes it easy for everybody, especially if they don't have activity. That's the other thing for you, you know, nonprofit leaders, depending what your rules are for us, we don't make people have quotas or anything. If they don't do blankets for a few months, they don't. Right but they still have to check in and file a report even with zeros. So we know they're there. Right. And once a year, like recently I had Savannah call my daughter, call every chapter and email them to make sure, are you still active? And some of the chapters they're laughing. They're like, of course I'm active. I'm like your top chapter, <laughs> um, whatever it was. It was so funny. Some of the responses are cracking up, but she doesn't know. Mm-hmm. So she verified though, every one of them and found where things were broken and different stuff. You need to go back and do that once a year. Get a volunteer that can't do your normal thing, right. that maybe they can do that. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're good on the phone. Now, what about what do chapter leaders or what do nonprofit founders need to look for in leaders who may want to kind of like dip their fingers in the that, till? That's a really great question. The bank account thing takes care of a lot yeah. of that. But over the years, intentionally or unintentionally, we've had some, we'll call it confusion over what is to be done with funds. And it, it's interesting, you know, if you're hosting people at your house and you're having binky people at your house once a month and you get donations and you want to get reimbursed for the snacks, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And I get yeah. that. And of course supplies, but there are other things that come into play and gas is expensive. Mm-hmm. So did you go for 15 miles? You know, what is the current tax deduction right now? It's different these next six months of the year than they were the first six months of the year. Right. You know, it's changed. Mm -hmm. And so that will be different in your tax filings because I know that'll be, okay, was that gas in the first six months or the last six months? Keep those gas receipts. Keep a mileage thing. If you go make deliveries, if you go do other things to get reimbursed, that's okay. Mm -hmm. But when you have volunteers claiming to have these expenses. You know, that's a problem too. But for us, for chapter leaders, again, we make them fill out that form. I call them. I have a you know conversation, if not a video conversation with them, because I don't get to meet them. I don't know their situations. Right. And some things come to light that you wouldn't expect. We make them write some things of how they want to, you know, oh, why do you want to volunteer? And it isn't as much, the answer matters, yes, but because they're representing the entire organization, can they spell? Can they write a paragraph? Can they write a letter? Mm-hmm. Are they a hothead? Mm-hmm. Do they have a huge ego? Mm-hmm. All these things can destroy your reputation. Right. Absolutely. It's really being aware, though, of their motives. Remember when we first started in the early calls, people were saying, oh, and how much do we get yes, paid? Yes, I do remember. <laughs> What's our allowance or whatever? It's like, what? what? <laughs> this is that. I would look at you going, it, it is still volunteer, right? I mean, it's like the <laughs> definition of a volunteer hasn't changed and we didn't know about it or. Yeah, that yeah. usually means no, you volunteer in your time. Well, and, and don't tell the rest of the board members, but some boards pay their board members. What? Oh yeah, nonprofits, because they're the time they take. Okay, well, yeah, all right what it lends mm-hmm. and things like that. And I, I get that, but we don't. Yeah. yeah. We never have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not getting yeah. paid. Gets paid. Yeah. I know. We, we never got paid. But I, I remember one chapter 
we've had a few really, you know, for us, because we're dealing with kids mm -hmm. and the volunteers come from different places. Do you remember that one woman that was a foster mom? That was not a good foster mm -hmm. mom. That young, do you we remember had a her? couple of them? One in particular that she was actually abusing her kids and we didn't know it at yeah. first. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I think we and found out you because know? the kid kind of like beat up my kid or something like that, wasn't it? Something, something there was like something was, and it came yeah, out. Yeah, she was really that there was a lot going on. Yeah. Oh, I remember. Oh, and it was so sad, and we realized that she was sexually abusing these yeah, kids. Yeah, nobody was, knew because she she looked like this little tidy little you know pinafore wearing mm -hmm, kind of woman, mm -hmm. and you didn't think anything about it. Right. And she was just always had these little kids. They always looked clean, and they were always you know obedient and sweet and they stayed with her and all these things and they'd help out we didn't know what was going on behind the scenes right, right. and and then we have that other group recipient organization so if you're a nonprofit like us we give to other nonprofits, right. and you need to do your due diligence there and i mean like physically go to these places because there was one and we found out they were hoarding our binkies and our sewing machines in their garage and then selling them. So we got a whole bunch of sewing that, machines donated one from the school. Was that gone by that time? Because I don't remember that one. I don't think so. Yeah, no, I think you just blocked it out. You were too traumatizing. It was too traumatizing. I had to block it out. <laughs> it was like a hoarder's garage and I could not believe how much they were holding. Oh my God, that's crazy. So we got wind of it and went and picked up all of our stuff and donated it somewhere else. But it was all these sewing machines that a school donated because they weren't going to have home ec anymore. Oh my God. And then another chapter leader, one of her volunteers ratted her out because she was selling the machines. She was, oh, I'm selling it for a fundraiser. Sorry, you now. So I'm not seeing any accounting in your chapter report for that. Wow. Wow. Where'd the money go? Where are the receipts? Because it was all cash. Oh my gosh. And this was, you know, before like the internet, eBay and all yeah. that stuff so was really up and running and it was still happening wow. at the local level. Wow. So we have our chapter leaders turn in like twice a year, a list of their volunteers. And this is for two reasons. This is for that spot check, call them up. Hey, you having fun? How's it going at the chapter? And if something happened to that chapter leader, we would have somebody to contact to say, what can we do for that family mm -hmm. that just lost their person? And is there somebody there that would want to take over the chapter? Right. So it's good to have all those pieces in place. It's not required, but, and now in this day of privacy, all those records, folks, you got to make sure that they are safe and secure and encrypted and locked down because that's people's personal information. Right. When they fill out forms on your website, if you are not HTTPS compliant by now with, you know, security certificates and things, if people can't get to your site with and without the dub, 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 and they have that little padlock right. up there, your stuff isn't secure. Exactly. No, your data isn't be without secure. that nowadays anyway. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But with nonprofits, we're collecting personal information and sometimes you guys collect donations and stuff. Right. So you need to put all those policies in place on your site. If you run things through PayPal, well, PayPal's policies come into play at that point. They are choosing to do it through PayPal. If they send you a check, that's different. Mm -hmm. If you have some WooCommerce or something where you're accepting donations on your website or using one of the techsoup.org portals, they have all these partners that will help you get donations. 
it's those policies. So you have to say that in your privacy policy. We use third-party companies or partner companies. Please check the privacy policies on their site. When you get a donation, we go through this. When you do this, we go through here. We, you know, you need to cover yourselves too, so nobody can come back and say, "Hey, there was a data breach." Well, hey, I'm not PayPal. Right. Exactly. You know, that wasn't me. You chose to click on that. You went over there. That's on you over there. And you need to protect yourself with all these policies in place. Mm -hmm. Look, before, look at our site if you want. You can look before you start taking yeah. money. Yeah. Before, mm -hmm. if possible, mm -hmm. it's hard to backtrack it, but sometimes you have to because you learn as you go. Mm -hmm. But if you are using one of those payment processing like PayPal or some other ones that are specifically for nonprofits, they have all of the policies in there. A lot of times you can find, yeah. they have them for, like they'll have specific ones for you to put on your website. So that's the other thing you can Look do to it. do it really, really fast. I've done that quite a bit for yes. other nonprofits. So then the that's liability is on the payment processor and not you. And then you can have all your volunteers use that payment processor. A lot of times they give you discounts if it's multiple chapters and they're taking, yeah, it's, it's easy to do nowadays. There really isn't any reason why start taking money without all of these policies in place to protect yourself because that's what it's all about. We all know that yeah. stuff happens. Stuff happens. Sometimes it does. they do it deliberately. Other times it's not. <laughs> A lot, most of the time it's not. Mm -hmm. People are basically good. I don't yeah. care what the news is telling you. People are basically good. We have one chapter though, and she's, she always does Facebook fundraisers. And they work for her. Yeah. You know, when, when pandemic started, she had Facebook, you know, fundraisers to get stuff to make masks. And that's what they shifted to. She does it for her birthday to get stuff for her chapter, but it takes months sometimes to get the money. Does it really? I, I've never used Facebook. I've never. Yeah. So another tip for a, a nonprofit, you know, founder or board or whoever's helping with these things, the treasurer, put it in your handbook that if you do a fundraiser, tell us when you're doing it, what it's through. So when the money comes through, it will be easier to identify because we get through corporate giving and all these matching funds and stuff. Sometimes it's really vague mm -hmm. who it's for, yeah. which chapter it's for. I'm guessing by state, my, our chapter leaders right now are pretty honest. And so I can ask the group that usually does fundraising, Hey, whose is this? And they'll all say, not me, not me, not me. And then, Oh, it's mine. But having them tell you ahead of time, we're doing an event, I'm doing a fundraiser, it'll end on this day. You need to know that ahead of time so you guys can look for it. And for bookkeeping, it saves having to go back and do the guesswork because CPA time costs money. So the more information that you can download when I give and all those other things give you your quarterly statement or a monthly statement with some money, you can immediately send that downloadable report to your CPA in the subject, donations received for blank, blank chapter through whatever the venue is. Mm -hmm. So they know immediately, oh, when I see that in the bank account, I'll know what it is, who it's for, and how to mark it. Right. Very good. Very good. Very good. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> if I were starting a nonprofit today, this is the first one I'd watch. <laughs> it's <laughs> this is the first video I'd watch. How to how to do the you know get, it's not so much how to get donations, but how to manage those those donations and protect yourself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll do the getting the donations in another episode. But this whole purpose of this 
podcast, you know, you and I talked about it, is to help smaller nonprofits be able to do this successfully, to not burn out, to protect themselves, and to be able to serve whoever they're trying to serve. Right. right. There's a couple of things that you mentioned earlier. One was gift cards. Oh. And I was like, that's exactly what I said was like, oh, didn't know that was an issue. Okay. So this, yeah, it's, it's okay. So gift yeah, cards. it's, it's pretty self-explanatory, but it's you got to watch out for this stuff. So gift cards, because what we do is make blankets. People will say, oh, you know, we would love as a fundraiser, give us gift cards to Joanne. So, you know, we're using it for binky stuff because some people don't like to give cash or they don't want to write a check or they don't want to give a credit card. So they want to give a gift card. Well, with a gift card, it isn't for a specific person mm -hmm. or organization. It can be used by anybody that has possession of the gift card. And so we have had years ago, this is like 12 years ago, we had one chapter that is no longer a chapter that took great advantage of this gift card thing. And they asked for nothing but gift cards. Wow. And so they used them to buy stuff. Yeah. Okay. Cause that's what they wanted to do with it. But then they took those same receipts and mm -hmm. submitted them for their mm -hmm. own tax deductions, personal ones. Mm -hmm. This is before we were doing reimbursements and things like that. So they were getting the free money mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then they were also taking it off their taxes. Wow. So it's like double mm -hmm. dipping. It was not their money. The person who bought the gift card, should have received a donation receipt. Right. Right. So depending on how that was handled. So it looked like their, you know, chapter had a lot more donations than they actually Reported, did. It was yeah. not yeah. So adding up. And Judy them. and I were they didn't even report them. They just Or they don't report yeah. it. They just take it's like cash. And when some of them do we've done that before. Remember like at Race for the Cure and stuff, we would have a jar, mm -hmm. people can make donations right. and they would just drop money in there. Right. Which was great. Now we would do a QR code mm -hmm. and you know make a donation that way because then at least it goes to Binky Patrol and everybody knows it. But that jar, you're, they're not getting a tax receipt for it. It's not that much. Right. But at the end of a day with 3,000 people at an event, we could have $1,000 in yeah. there. Yeah. And there's no record of that. Yeah. We counted it out, of course. We made a deposit, a cash deposit. But other people don't have to do right. that. So any nonprofit, too, that you're donating to, you don't know what they're doing with that. Mm -hmm. There is no way that they have to be accountable for it. They should be. They might not be. And whoever's at that table that day, maybe they weren't even asked to put a jar out and they may put a jar out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's just something to be aware of, to put in that handbook too. How do you handle cash donations? So I know with Jean in Connecticut, Jean gets cash donations all the time because she does events all the time. People just throw money in a basket at their events. So she takes the cash, puts it in her own account, because they didn't want the tax deduction. And then she writes a check to Binky Patrol. Mm, okay. So that goes into her account. Got it. And all but 20% goes into her sub account. Right. right. But she keeps it. She does not claim that because she has been reimbursed. Right. So she accounts for that mm -hmm. because she's super honest. Yeah. I think but most some people might say, are very honest. It's, you know, once they are, and sometimes, it, you know. Yeah, sometimes it's not intentional when they make those mistakes. It's just not realizing how that line of thinking mm -hmm, needs to mm -hmm. go. And 
the handbook and you know we might understand the handbook but to give it to other people to read through it to make sure it makes sense to a new person mm -hmm. that's also a key mm -hmm. training videos for those types of things talking it through you know different sections especially the more complicated ones sometimes that helps too mm -hmm. so you know we may you and i might end up going through the handbook and putting a few videos in yeah. there i suggest just, is, you know, it, is it available on your website the handbook or not for the public, no. It's just for coordinators. They have to I'm log sure in. So somewhere. you can log in and yeah, see yeah. it. Yeah, I'm sure there's a template somewhere for nonprofits. Yeah, if you logged in at the front, you could um you'll see the link okay. for it. Okay. So because <laughs> I dragged you back. Yeah, there. I know. <laughs> I wasn't kicking and screaming either. I just like, oh, okay, let's go. <laughs> Lisa has been out of Binky Patrol for like over twenty yeah, years. Twenty years. And then this podcast dragged her back. Yep, in. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, she made it sound like it was just one one show. <laughs> it's like, oh, sure. And I'm like, oh, this is fun. Let's do it again. Yeah. Or she said, let's do it again. I'm like, OK. And then before we know, it's like every week. But that's OK. I love it. That's I'm learning a lot because I do volunteer a lot. And I'm actually an advocate in Southern California where I manage like three counties. And so, you know, this one of the things money's a big thing you know we get donations we get matching donations i have to do all kinds of budgets and may got to spend it by a certain time and you know so yeah it's this is really important stuff and then what i learn also i could take it back to corporate and say hey you know there's this available there's that available did you know about this and you'd be surprised how much it's out there but maybe they didn't hear about it same with a lot of other nonprofits, right. yeah. Well, I know TechSoup has been around for like 15 years. But I've never heard about it. it. I've never heard right. of it. That's why I'm like, what? It's probably one of my most valuable Oh, resources. I had no idea. Yeah, it's probably because I've been out of the nonprofit for a while. But yeah, I'm so glad to hear. I'm going to definitely mention it to them. So the other thing that you brought up was the whole Disneyland thing. You guys talked about it and everybody was like, oh my God, I can't believe how awful that was. I wasn't around to see that, so I'm dying to hear this story. <laughs> well, because it kind of, it, it dovetails into the scammy thing, mm -hmm. but this is at the volunteer level. So years ago, folks, you may remember, I don't know, if you're not a Disney fan, you wouldn't care. <clears throat> but Disneyland was trying to get people in the spirit of volunteerism. So they bribed people that if you did 25 hours of volunteer work, you would earn a ticket. Wow for Disneyland. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's 25 hours or 15 hours or 12. I can't even remember now. It, it's probably like 12 hours, but whatever it was. So if you have a family, we know how expensive Disneyland can be. <clears throat> if they all volunteered, they would get each a ticket. Wow. Yeah. So people signed up like mad. We immediately said, oh, that'd be a great opportunity for us to get a lot of blankets. So we registered. We got, we were official. We're listed because again, like with community service, we are easy because we can be done at any time, any place. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so our chapters, we asked who wanted to do it. And at first, a lot of them said, oh, that sounds great. Cool. Until they became a contact mm. and the scammers came out. People were cheating and say, well, we made all these blankets. And you could tell they were store-bought or they were from the Goodwill. Oh, my goodness. Wow. They were terrible. Wow. And they would lie and they would get rude and they were mean. 
and dropping them off. I mean, I remember a few people, we had a few chapters quit because they were, these volunteers were so abusive to our chapter leaders, insisting that they earn their ticket. Like, oh my gosh, earned it. So that wasn't the whole point of this. Wow. Yeah. And we probably just in my house received over a thousand blankets. Amazing. Holy cow. Over a three month period. Mm -hmm. Wow. It was a lot. Wow. And there's a lot of strangers coming to our mm -hmm. house. So be careful what you wish for. <laughs> and we'll talk about that on another one because Lisa and I will talk to you about PR and be careful what yes. you wish for. That's another episode. What to have in place before exactly. you get publicity. But the Disney thing wore everybody out and jaded some of our chapter leaders against, I mean, they never, they said, we will come back after this is over. They never again That's, wanted to be involved in something that like that. That is so sad that Disneyland tried to do something beneficial. They tried to. And opportunists. Opportunists. We had a few lovely volunteers, mm -hmm. actually quite a few. Yeah. But and we even had a Binkathon event during that time too. So they brought hundreds of blankets to our event at the church. I remember that. But the scammers and the rudeness, wow, trying to just, you know, weasel through. Well, 10 of us worked on these. I said, well, divide the time by 10. And that's when we really had to lock down and come up with the hours that a blanket was worth. We know how long it takes to make these blankets. Yeah, yeah. I sit and watch people make these blankets at our mm -hmm. events. I know a seven-year-old can make a fleece blanket in an hour yeah. or under. Yeah. So... To tell me it took you three hours is not my problem. Right. You have poor cutting skills and don't know how to do things. I, I can't help it that you are lame and have bad scissors, right. if that's truly what you're trying to tell me. And for the sewn blankets, we know how long it takes. I can't help it that you don't know how to sew yet. That is not on mm -hmm. us. Right. This is the credit you get for the blankets. This is it. Right. And so the knitters and the crocheters came back and they said, it takes longer than you think to make some of these. So, okay, we're going to come up with an average and that's up to you guys to tell me. And so we put all these set amounts in there because people would scam. That's wild. But it's the ones that go to Goodwill and try and bring them over. I had, a, I had this one kid that had to have court ordered. He came with his grandmother and his girlfriend, all three junkies. Oh, no. And all scamming. And all, you know, so did you make all these? Oh, he helped me. No, Grandma, you made all these. And these came from Goodwill. I can tell. Yeah. yeah. They are so used. Mm -hmm. Well, we washed them. You didn't make them. Right. That's the point of this is for you to have hours volunteering to make right what you did wrong. Right. And he has to do it, not right. you. And so he took, so I only gave him like four hours instead of 18. Then he went and forged my signature <gasps> on a copy oh. of it. His <laughs> yeah. Oh. His parole officer contacted me. So I just wanted to ask you about this. I said, oh, no, 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 no. So I told them the stories and they did nothing. Wow. I did not do that second letter. Oh. So you never know. That's crazy. So beware, folks. They will. There are always going to be people to taint something from the heart, to taint good things. They take advantage of everything. I mean, let, let's just talk about PPP funds. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. all the scams that there were with that and unemployment and other things. Right, right, Yeah, there right. are always good people that need yes. it. Yes. 
But they're those that take such advantage, big companies that took advantage, people that didn't need it that took advantage. And they will do that with your nonprofit. Mm -hmm. And it will be a small number, but it's just enough to grind you the wrong way. Right. Don't give up. Put more things in place. Where are the holes? Where are the leaks? And maybe you can prevent that. Right. Right. Yep. All right. This was a great session. Thank you. Great information. Loved it all. And we're going to be back next week. Next week. Next week. All right. We're probably yep. going to talk more think, about the, um, what did you think? Colleges. Yes, yes, yes. College volunteers having to do hours for their degrees. Oh, awesome. So we're going to have somebody on. Yep. So Kim Olafius is coming on and I know Kimmy, I mentored her when she worked for our PR firm and when she was going to college at Long Beach state. So we're going to be talking about that. Nice. And that should be, that'll be another good episode. Yeah. But this one, I think we're going to actually do a transcription of it and I, and have that available because there's some good tips in here for you folks. Absolutely. We want you to succeed yes. because if you succeed, the people you're helping will. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So we're going to wrap okay. this up. I'm Lisa. We'll wrap it up. Find us at binkypatrol.show. And this is and all org here. Binkypatrol.show, binkypatrol.org. <laughs> yep. That's where we are. There we go. All right. That's where we are. Have a great day. Yep. All right. Thanks, Lisa. Bye.